another episode of Black Women Voices. In this episode, we're tackling the concept and the conversation around branding yourself as a new doctor. We're all black women and we're all doctors. So what does that really mean? Stay tuned in. Black Women Voices, season four. All right, so we are back. Black Women Voices, this is Dr. K and I'm here with my co-host who are going to shout themselves out. But before they do, I want to get, because I'm really excited about this conversation. We are talking about the idea of branding as Black women that are doctors, right? So to tap in, tune in, share this, make sure you replay it again, because we're going to throw some nuggets at you. Um, things that you probably won't hear from other people um, based on our experiences and what we have um, been able to pull from the fact of us being a doctor. Um, so yes, Black Women Voices, episode two, season four, stay locked in. Um, this is Valerie um, or Dr. V. Oop, forgot my own name. <laughs> Dr. V uh, from Kansas. And I'm so excited to talk to you all about this because this is something new to me. So yeah. And I am Dr. Anne-Marie. It's very hard to like really get that. I just, <laughs> I still want to like say Anne-Marie Edwards. Um, I struggle sometimes with that, but no, this is a topic that I am extremely excited to talk about ever since. And I will say, I, this has been a really a thought for me um, since we did that episode on side hustles. I really, mm, yeah. that was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So I think, um yeah so I'm interested in this topic so let's let's get into it let's get into it so can I just say uh um and when you introduce yourself you're so it's so such smooth <laughs> a smooth voice <laughs> this is Dr. Anne Marie it's so smooth and me and Valerie are just loud hey this is <laughs> that's what happens when you like are are still new in it's like <laughs> you don't really you know you get the degree it's it's in your hand mm-hmm. but you feel like what if they come and take it what if this is not <laughs> that's a real so, fear though it's completely they take it? it's really completely crazy because like i received i got the diploma in the mail i put it in the frame mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and then i put it back in the frames box and put it <laughs> Listen, mine was still in a tube for a whole year, in a tube right here next to me. Y'all can't see that audience, but it was in a tube for a year. <laughs> I don't even know where mine, where mine is. Um, okay. Where, that's unacceptable. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it's it. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. But, you know, I, I love talking about branding and relate as it relates to not only just being a black woman, but as a doctor, being a black woman, mm-hmm. uh, because you're a brand now. And I didn't realize that until um, <clears throat> people started telling me, Kelly, you're a brand. Dr. K is a brand. And I was like, okay, who, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I go into these spaces and it's like, Dr. K, Dr. K. And I'm like, do people even know my real name? <laughs> so you are a brand, right? And the, the research that you did, you're an expert in that, you know, you're passionate about that and you can flip that into a business for you. Um, and so I always tell doc students, don't wait to become a doctor to start branding yourself, right? 
start writing, connecting with people, um, thinking about what you want this legacy to look like before you become a doctor. So people start knowing who you are. And when you become a doctor, it's just an extra bonus that you're a doctor and now they're going to have to pay you more um, to I'm do something pay you more. Yeah, but that's so important though. And I, and I feel like even that connects to the socialization process, right? Because I would argue that not everybody hears that in their doc program. I know that I certainly didn't. And it wasn't until the, even the conversation that we're having now, I didn't think about beyond the doc. It's mm-hmm. like, you did it. It's like, if you're climbing up the mountain, it's like, I made it. Can I just pass out? Because, you know, because there yeah. was a lot that kind of went in that for a lot of people, right? And so I think that's so smart to, to get us to kind of understand and be thinking forward to say, there is going to be a life after. What do you want that life after to look like? I think mm-hmm. that's so powerful. I, I will say as, as, as a newly minted doc person, um, I think one <laughs> of the challenges is the the... Trying to do that concurrently. Yeah. Yeah. So just as a side note, me and a friend of mine, we have this whole conversation about is the word doctoral real? Um, and she actually looked it up and it actually is a real word because we would be like, that's not real. It is real. It's just an older use of English. But anywho, um, so I was gonna say that word, but I was like, and don't do it. But I, I think it's harder to to do that because right in the midst of working on the degree, like people just tell you, put your head down, focus, right? Do this. Yeah. So I, I remember being so organized around writing that after I stopped, after, I mean, after I was done, then comes this like, they, I, I've heard it referred to as like a post-dissertation depression, like yes. just this feeling of like, Okay, because everybody is asking you now what? Mm -hmm. Sis, I just got a whole doctorate. What you mean now what? (laughs) Can I breathe? Because I have two seconds, right? And so I do, I will say I'm thankful for our platform because it has put me out there in these different spaces in a way to where I was already networking. I'm already, I was already in my community of practice, Mm -hmm. which is, Black cultural and multicultural center directors. Um, I was already in those spaces. I can imagine from some of the grad students that I talked to, the black ones especially, how hard that is when they, to network, to brand yourself. And I mm-hmm. think um, I would be interested in some ways. I'm like, how can we help them when at this particular point? A lot of them are in grad school, but their department can't send them to conferences and they can't afford to network in that way. Like, what are some other experiences? I mean, even some some things and ways that that I myself as a center director can help black grad students in this way and, and provide these type of opportunities, even if I can't provide the mechanism for them to go to a conference. Yeah, yeah. If, if they're a black woman, then I would recommend them to come on Black Women Voices podcast. That's one way <laughs> because right. we've had a, a, a good number of guests um, over the last three seasons that were in the midst of the adaptoral programs, right, mm-hmm. um, and have since graduated. Um, and you know, when you do a show with us, so those are the listening, you do a show with us. We have a citation 
that we can give you that you can put on your resume, right? And so that's one form, of, and I've seen people do it, uh, one form of professional development and also getting your name out there. The other piece is, um, that's where mentorship and coaching really comes into play. And it doesn't have to be a traditional style of mentoring coaching. So technically, some people can see us as their mentors or coaches and have never met us. They just hear us on, on the podcast and they're taking our advice and utilizing it. So mm-hmm. thinking about it out of the box in terms of that. The other piece is, you know, and I always tell people, I put myself in spaces and at tables where I can bring someone else in. And so if someone is listening to this and saying, you know, I really want to get into presenting, but I know I don't have the funds, et cetera. Well, I'm in a space where I can help you do that and you don't need funds. <laughs> you know, we can get you into a virtual space where you can present at a national level without having to pay a dime. Yeah. Right. Um, so thinking outside the box, um, but it starts with that person being bold enough to mm. get out of their comfort zone to say, hey, I heard what they were talking about. I'm going to reach out to Dr. Ann Marie. That's so I'm going to find her contact. That's so good. And, and I also think it's to also, when you're saying get out of the, like getting out of your box, but also being clear about, you know, social media and the value, like using social media to your benefit, right? right? Because there are so many powerful, amazing groups on Facebook that, um, that can really help that, you know, whether that is, I know I'm on a couple of groups, women and non-binary people within higher education. And there's also other ones that are really geared towards, um, kind of professional development where folks put out, Hey, I'm working on this project or, Hey, um, this is a virtual conference or, Hey, there's this opportunity getting into spaces to where, there are folks who are like you or folks who you want to emulate or kind of get to where they are and see how they talk about how, how they talk about the things that they're doing or things that they're interested in um, and finding that support. I think so many of us, e- even we think about kind of how we met, we mm-hmm. kind of met in a non-traditional way. It wasn't yeah. that, you know, hey, I see somebody at a conference and they seem cool or anything like that. Like we met in a really non-traditional way and we've been able to thrive kind of through these relationships and the conversations that we've had and, you know, like these are my sisters, right? And so it's just really important for you to kind of think outside of the box as it relates to your social, your sphere of influence. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, tweeting out folks, you know, I think um, the the shocking m- moment is, you know, I was presenting yesterday and somebody was like, hey, I've heard a lot about you. And I'm like, oh, how? And I was like, wait, what, what have I done? What, you know, and it, You're I, famous. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what did I do? And it's always weird. I, we've gone to conferences and people say, hey, we've heard your show and was really encouraged by it or, or, or they'll name a topic. And thinking about it, that we did this in a non-traditional way. It wasn't like, you know, these we, these people met us, heard us present. They actually went to our podcast and they were, you know, kind of motivated to connect in that way. And I just, I want to say something. How we met, I heard you say non-traditional, but really we met through an association, right? That's like true. we literally, I believe it was like a post on Facebook. Hey, I'm doing something. I'm doing this yeah. post and I believe it was a webinar for mm-hmm. ACPA. Is that correct? Yeah. And yes, so I think that that's, that, that shows the power of networking because we, none of us were in the same space or the same, uh, uh, same place. But I think to pull from, pull out from that and really, um, 
worked because I think at the time only Dr. K was a doctor at that particular because you were a doctor by that time, right, Kelly? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think you were the only one. Um, but I think what what has happened is Dr. K don't play no games with that Brandon boy. She she got like 15 businesses. Like y'all don't play with her. No. <laughs> But I will say that there are some things that when I look at your branding, it's clear. You have clear, you have a clear color scheme, right? So I know that I pick up on those. When I see that, I'm like, okay, that's some, I know that's like, you have a clear logo, like you have put time and effort. And so the question is, did that time and effort come like, how, what was your process in that? That's good. I'm not gonna, like, was that like a before while you were working on your dissertation and then you were like, bow, here it is. Or yeah. was it like I, I you conceptualized it during the dissertation and then um, really put the work into it afterwards? So I started my doctoral program July 24th, 2016. 14, 14. Um, before that I had like this, I guess, consulting thing that I was, had going on, but it wasn't really much. Uh, so that was 14 from 14 to 17. I said, okay, I know the question people are going to ask. Cause I'm going to ask myself, I did all of this for what? <laughs> so <laughs> what, <laughs> what is going to be the legacy? What is the outcome of it all? And it was, I want to have my business and I'm going to be a doctor. And I see white people that have business and they're doctors and they don't know either more or less than what I know. So let's make it happen. So it took me three years to come up with a name and have a purpose behind the name. Right. And so clear pathway. It says a lot um, that we are going to clear the pathway so that you can embark on the journey that you're supposed to, right? And so my motto is investing in your journey. It's all about you and your path, right? Um, 2017, I got my LLC. 2018, I graduated. 2020 is when I had my first client. <laughs> so it didn't happen in a very structured way. It was some space and gaps. But I took the time. It took me two years just to get my website together because I was looking at what other people were doing to kind of see, okay, this is my competition. How do I make myself stand out? And so that's where it came. What are my colors? Um, how am I going to brand that? What is my, so I got a young lady out of Atlanta. She did my logo. Um, it wasn't until 2020 after I published my books that I was like, okay, now I really have to be serious about this. And so that's when, okay, what does marketing look like? Because I get on social media, but I don't really like to be on it enough to be marketing. Um, but I was fortunate to be connected um, with an individual who was on the show, who's now a doctor, Dr. Erin Wilson. And she's uh, really great at that. And having conversations with her, helping her helping me with some of my flyers, it's like, I need to find a way to brand myself. And mm -hmm. so now I've, you know, everything I do has my color code on, a color scheme on it. Um, it's me and my personality shows up in it. But all, most of that was having conversations with myself, doing the process. Um, I was presenting around topics 
um, of my research while I was in doctoral programs. And so let me speak to that because I know the first thing people are gonna say, oh, I have to do classwork and all of this, write the dissertation, then you wanna think about presenting, that's a lot. Know your capacity. So I would rather someone come and say, Dr. K, I see that you do a lot on assessment. I don't do assessment, uh, but I'm into um, DI, DEI work and I'm a doc student, so I don't have a lot of space, um, but this is what I can give. Okay, give what you can and we work together and you can still be a part of presenting, even though you may not have given you know, 75%, that's okay. Cause guess what? You being part of what I'm doing gets your name out too. And so being open and honest about the capacity you have as a doc student. And then those of us who are doctors, you know, the networks that we have being open to accept that capacity. Uh, because it's one of those lifting as I climb. I've been in this space. I know what it means to be a doctoral student. I know you don't have all the time, but I also want to give you that opportunity to network and get your name out there. So all of that was happening <laughs> in the midst. And then, you know, I graduate in October 2018 and I started presenting on my dissertation topic, which I'll be honest, it was the worst for me because I got tired of talking about what I was researching for the last year and a half. Um, and I was just drawn out, exhausted, et cetera. Um, but in that, it allowed me to network with people. Um, and I was consistent in every presentation that anyone has seen me in. I'm consistent in what I do. I talk about assessment. I talk about the fact that I'm a disruptive scholar. So I've given myself that title. So when people think of the word disruptive, they automatically think of me. Um, disrupting the narrative, they automatically think of me. So think about the small things that can brand you, right? Um, I had, well, you all can't see it, but I have a wristband now that says disrupt the narrative, believe and manifest. That's part of my brand. Um, it didn't cost much to get these wristbands. And so when I go places, I can give them to folks so that they have a piece of me in their space. So everything is about how do I brand myself so that when I'm not around, people still are talking about the good things that I'm doing. Um, and it's not just because I'm a doctor, but having a doctor adds to it. Because now, and someone told me um, earlier, you know, because I can say doctor, that makes me feel really great about that. So they can go into a space and say, oh, well, I know Dr. K can do this, you know, and so leveraging that piece. So you got to find what is it and who is it that I want to be when I have this doctor in front of my name? What does my brand look like so that it doesn't look like anyone else's? So one of the things that I hear and that I, I, um, I think that as, as a doc student is, is really understanding your professional identity, because I hear you talk about like assessment. When I hear um, Dr. Valerie talking, I hear her really like she, her, her research area and, and being a researcher is important, right? Um, and her research on black women and spirituality like that, I hear that, right? And so I think sometimes it is, it can be challenging and I, to, to really um, determine what that is, especially if you're in student affairs. Because, and here's how somebody explained it to me, and this is how I kind of look, um, hashed out my identity. So you have the, the, the field as a whole. And so there are like really two major higher education um, professional orgs that I know of. You all may know of more. I'm thinking of ACPA and NASPA. But then in our particular areas, there are different 
um, professional organizations that we would or professional alignments that we may have. So I was a career counselor. And so um, my professional alignment excuse me, was not necessarily as a student affairs professional. It was as a career um, professional, right? Um, some people may see themselves as a housing professional. There, there are certain places for people who do research in higher education, right? And, there are prof and there's assessment, right? So there's these professional spaces and ways. And so I say there, there's a, a macro, so there's the whole field, but then there, there may be also um, smaller niche inroads in that and and determining your professional identity as a part of your branding is helpful so when you ask me like dr k i'm putting myself on blast um where is your one pager well a few things one i don't have no colors and so i like i don't have any like like i really am <laughs> and i think that there's an overthinking that also happens once you um mm. you know think about this is you know, how do I, how am I wanting to brand myself? And I think that that's the question that I've gotten. Like your degree is in this area, which is not the area that you work in. Your research is in this area. So who are you exactly? And what are you selling? You know what I'm saying? And so I think to be really thoughtful and impactful about, you know, who you want to be as a scholar or as a yeah. professional post-graduation is important. Yeah. But then also thinking about like, what are you passionate about? Like we had a conversation offline about kind of like how we operate in spaces. And, you know, I was just thinking, I'm just, you know, helping friends. And, and Dr. K was like, um, let's talk about that. Like you can actually be thinking of that. Like, let me, let me tell you what you're doing. That is actually dissertation consulting. And I'm like, but I, I'm thinking to myself, but I do dissertations all the time. Like my day job is, you know, like teaching and I'm on several committees. And I was like, I don't know if I would want to do that as a consulting, but I'm already doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and, and I think it's, it's interesting to kind of think of that because my personal, like my, my personal self, my brain, my, my regular brain is like, no, you're helping, you're being a blessing or whatever, but like, why not monetize that? Like, right. Like if that's something that you can do that you're passionate about, if you you know are passionate about it, it's like, why not? Um, it, why not get paid to do it? And it's just literally, you know, quoting Rihanna is like, pay me what you owe me. It's like right. <laughs> day, being really clear about that because other communities are really clear about the time that, oh, you, you've taken up uh, 30 minutes of my time. Here's what the bill is, right? And it's like, what, what is it? Is it like, what is it about us in some communities that we feel like not that we just don't do that? Or, or like, is it that we don't think that we're what we're giving as a service is worthy of that? I know more, I have, I have a couple of friends, like you got, you guys are my friends that do that and have monetized it. But then I have some friends who do this for free, who, who essentially are doing these side hustles, but really see that as their reasonable service, you know, not to use Christian lingo, but really see that as like something that they've, that God's kind of blessed them to be able to do. And they see that as like a spiritual piece, but it's like, why can't you monetize that? Like, what is that about that? That's making you feel like you couldn't and you shouldn't do that. I think a lot of that and you spoke to it is about practice. If I know what my my life purpose is, mm -hmm. then I know that God is going to put me in spaces to make yeah. so that I can get there. Right. That's what our passions are. Mm -hmm. And at times those passions pay my bills. Those passions pay for me to go on trips because it's all linked to purpose. And so when I think about 
what I do when the famous question people always ask when they do um what do they call it information interviews with me is how do you do everything that you do <laughs> and I'm like ah! <laughs> you know <laughs> it just happens but I have a plan like I plan it out you know um, Monday through Friday 8 to 5 p.m 8 a.m to 5 p.m is a and t they that's where that's my benefit job I call that my benefit job because that's where I get health care benefits from right and they give me that nice you know, they give me a salary. <laughs> and then after five on Monday through Wednesday, so from six to nine, that's Clear Pathway Consulting Services. So that's either I'm coaching, I'm facilitating a workshop, I'm doing a consultation, et cetera. Thursday to Sunday, that's me time. So I've prioritized all of that. And depending on the semester, I'm teaching, you know, um, at an institution. And then also I'm a radio show host. I have my own radio show. But when I think about everything that I do, it is all connected together. It is all intersected together. There's no thing that I do where my job at A&T, uh, me being a coach, a radio show host, a mentor, where it seems like it's just something outlier, right? It's all connected together because I know my purpose. And I think a lot of times people think they know their purpose, but they really don't. And so they do a lot of different things trying to figure out what it is. But when you know your purpose, everything that you do begins to align. And it's so magical. It's so godly given when you see it. And for me, it was like an out-of-body experience. Like, wait, what? I got a radio show where I can talk about being disruptive. Where I can help small business owners. I can... I can talk about, you know, all of this stuff. Wait, I'm a life coach where I can really help people. Um, wait, I do assessment, you know, for HBCU and I get to present at different conferences. Like it's all working together. Um, and I always tell people, find that common theme in all of your passions and the things and opportunities that you're given. And so when, you know, going back to you, um, Dr. Valerie, you know, the conversation we had before, I'm listening, I'm just like, sis. <laughs> If you are a professor, you're already on committees, and someone reaches out, you're, that's coaching. You're coaching. You can charge for that, right? Mm -hmm. um, turning your, your, your passion of research and, and the topics that you want to talk about, turn that into consultant workshops because people need that. You know, when I, and, um, Dr. Anne Marie, you said it about Valerie, is that when I think about your brand, spirituality, and the role that plays in higher ed for Black women. Who else is talking about that? Nobody. Leverage that. Because we need it on campuses. We need it outside of campuses. You can leverage that because nobody's talking about it. And if they are, they're not talking about it in the way that you're going to be talking about it. And I believe that that's part of your purpose right? You're just going to do it in different ways. And so the other piece about branding is that we naturally think there's a traditional way to do something to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because we saw someone else do it this way, we naturally feel like we have to do those same steps. And that doesn't work like that. That's why we all created differently. We all look differently because we're not going to be able to take the same steps. One, mm -hmm. I know for a fact that I'm taller than both of you. <laughs> I have longer legs than both of you. So there's some steps that I can bypass that you have to take and we have to realize that when we're branding ourselves that we're not going to take every step that someone else takes and it's going to may take you shorter time a longer time to take the same steps compared to someone else but you have to be one able to 
sit down and say, do I really know my purpose? And what I'm doing, is it really aligned to my purpose? Or am I just doing it because it sounds good because I'm a doctor now? That's one. So just because you're a doctor don't mean you need to be a dissertation coach. Hello. <laughs> you know, just because you go to church. Somebody. Just because you go to church don't mean you're going to be a preacher. Come on. Just because you said you you know what, and don't say it. No, <laughs> just know. because you're black don't mean that you can mentor all black people. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Know your purpose and be bold about taking risks. And I posted on Facebook the other day you know, taking risks that are aligned to your desires and dreams, that's what living is. That's what living is about. That's when manifestation begins to happen. Mm-hmm. You are so right. You are so right. And I, and I think, I will say that there's a, a, I, there's a push that I feel like a, oh, now I have this kind of energy around you know, who do I want to be post doc doctorate degree, right? Because I think for so long, my identity was a grad student, right? right. I mean, my, but I always tell people that, that there is a um, major identity and a minor, right? Mm-hmm. And so because I worked full time throughout my degree, like my major identity was always my professional identity. Right. And, and, and I would tell people, oh yeah, I'm, I'm working on a doctorate degree, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I think that um, still my professional identity, but now it includes this. It's like an enhancement. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, in Super Mario Brothers, where you get the little star and you're yeah. like, <laughs> like, that is what this is. And mm-hmm. so I opted, and I think that there's a lot of ways to do it. Cause like you said, Dr. Kate, like some people, like we don't have to take the same steps, which was a great analogy. You're going to save that for your next book. Cause that's going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> that made but- sense right there. It's it's very good. But I I think that like for me, I'm willing to invest in myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't Mm -hmm. think everybody is or or has a capacity, right? Because resources are not abound, especially if you've been doing grad school and you have not been working. Um, I I have been blessed to have a job that I've able to, you know. And so I did a, a business incubator type of program to help me to do that stuff quickly, like determine what I, like, what was my purpose? And when I say quickly, I say quickly, but what it did was just take what I was already in me and put it on paper in a way that now I can use it. Right. And And so I'm sorry, go ahead. And we need people to help us see that. Yes, for sure. And I think it was it was, and I, and I am doing another one. So in my mind, I have, a, um, because I already have, so I'd already set up, you know, my LLC and set up my business and all that kind of stuff. Cause I already had one cause of my children's book that y'all didn't know I wrote, but it's, it's, I knew you wrote it. Now you know. Okay. Cool. So, so for this though, <laughs> this is different, right? And so this is going into a different territory doing, doing something, something you know, consulting, something that we, I listen, I feel like we all do it. We mm-hmm. all do it. And a lot of us do it. And we don't even know. It is somebody calling us up and asking, hey, can you do this for me at my institution? Mm-hmm. You know, hey, um, I need like two or three hours of your time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a lot of time, right? And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of this, we have already been doing um, but now I think to monetize it means mm. something different. And, and I just want to say this about branding and monetization of, of the things that our gifts and our talents, 
um, is that we should not feel bad about it, mm-hmm. right? Everything that we do cannot be service. And so I hear that. I hear that from a lot of people like, you know, I'm, I'm doing it because I, I want to help people. And so I think that there's room for helping people, but you have to have that balance too, because yeah. essentially you are dispensing energy and mm-hmm. then you're not necessarily filling the car back up. Right. Mm. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of like the whole definition of what work is uh, from a physics mindset. <laughs> like that's what it is. Yeah. And, and I think the other piece, especially uh, among black women is that when I already do this, you know, and going back, you know, I'm, this, I'm just doing this for my friend or someone asked me why not do it. And when you ask someone, why aren't you monetizing that? It, I think it puts a click in someone's head that now I have to put a price to my energy. I have to put a price to my worth. I have to put a price to my time. Yes, you do. <laughs> and yeah, right. Because you're not going to, you know, you take three hours from me. You know what I could have been doing those three hours? But if you're paying me, um at a rate then at least I can use that monies to do something else right that I could have been doing in the time that I was working with you and so that's the hardest conversation to have is how do I set my prices you know what's too high what's too low and I've had those issues um in regards because I I was like I don't want to be too too high I want to be affordable and when I was affordable when my clients would say sis you need to you need to be charging more and I don't mind paying more because what you're providing is a lot more mm-hmm. than what I'm paying you for. And so because of that, I've increased my prices. It's still um, comparable across. So I, you know, of course, working in the assessment, I do benchmarking to see, you know, what are people doing and kind of do the average of that because at the end of the day, I also don't want to shortchange people either, but you have to have that honest conversation with yourself about, how much is an hour of my time worth? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And don't go by higher education standards. Can I, cause, cause uh-huh. me coming from business, coming from a business background, I'm mm-hmm. like, higher education will make you feel like you are worth $15 an hour. Stop. Right. I mean, not. That's true. That's true. And it's funny, but like when you hear people leaving and are making triple what they made as a higher ed professional, we forget we forget that these skills that we learn, whether that is budgeting and how to handle, you know, conflict and, you know, multitasking and all of those things are useful in other industries. Not saying yep. that people need to leave higher ed, but it is important for us to kind of be thinking about why can't we get paid what they are paying there, mm-hmm. or at least have some type of package that they're sweetening up to where it's like, why am I working for pennies when I know that I'm worth more than that? Yeah. And I think what that brings me to think about is when you're leveraging, when you're in higher ed and you become a, you know, a doctor, black women, et cetera, and you're saying, okay, all I know, or all I've been doing is career services and DEI work in higher ed. Well, guess what? There are other industries that need that type of um, consulting and workshops and all that you provide. So be ready <laughs> when someone says, what do you do for a living? Oh, you know, I do career services, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh, what's your name, Dr. Anne-Marie? Oh, it, it's going to change. Because like, oh, well, do you work with churches? 
And you're going to say, yes, <laughs> you know, I haven't up until this point, but I do have the ability to work with churches. And that literally happened to me. Right. And so I was talking with um, a colleague of mine and she was talking about, you know, her church had just got a new pastor and they're trying to figure out how to work with him and, you know, what his goals are. And I was like, you know, literally that's what I do for a living. And she was like, you're right. Assessment. I was like, yeah. And she was like, do you work with churches? I was like, yeah, when do you want me to come meet with y'all? And I helped them. You know, we did surveys that we gave to the church members based on the data. We could um, create a strategic plan, um, an action plan, and they utilize it even to this day. And so you can leverage what you do in other industries um, because it's going to open up other doors for you in terms of networking, right? So that you're not so confined just to working in higher ed with higher ed folks. Because it's interesting that you say that because one of my professional developments that I'm going to do um, is a, a program that opens you up to corporate speaking. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I am, I am interested in leveraging all of this stuff, right? Because I, I think I think the conversation of branding is interesting. I've, I, I've talked to students about branding forever and a day, right? right. When, you know, as a career counselor, we talk about, you know, about branding. But I think um, one of the things that you don't do is turn, sometimes you don't turn your own advice on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And talk about how you're going to brand yourself. And I would almost uh, venture to say, don't wait on your chair or your committee members or the people even at your institution to brand you, right? right. Brand your, like work on your own brand, be your own brand and mm-hmm. determine what that's going to look like. Um, this is a conversation that I would, I definitely would like to have on my campus um, and we're going to have it in February, hopefully <laughs> we're going to have it um, because I think we have so many graduate students who yeah. need this conversation, who don't know how valuable they are. And a lot of times it's because going through the, the doc process, mm-hmm. it, it makes that imposter syndrome. It, it, it puts you in a place of devalue, right? Devaluing your talents and your gifts or whatever, or even your voice. And so what you're doing is, is, is toppling that and flipping that over and saying, hey, I'm so churchy. I was about to say, stir up the gift, right? Do it. Right? It is. It is so powerful, though. It's recognizing. And, and again, to your point, so much of the doctoral process is that, and I don't, I, I realize now that it's not everybody's process. So I'll say that. But for a lot of folks, it very much is let's break you down to, to build you to build you up in our image, which is so sacrilegious, but that's a whole nother conversation because I definitely want to have a conversation about what does it mean as people of faith. See, to, here you go, branding you know, like, yourself. Literally. You see that? Like it's, it just pour out of her. Literally. Like I want to write, a, I'm not going to tell my idea because people are listening, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Do it. Struggle. Do I, it struggle I struggle and it's so powerful to say actually you know what you were powerful all along you you they came when you applied they chose you but you chose them and it's recognizing that you were powerful before your program and you're going to continue to be that and it's like okay so think about you know those passions that you have you weren't nothing when you were in your doc program. What do, right. what do you have that you can build upon and help someone else, but also get paid for that help? You know, yeah. like 
That's so powerful. This is why I enjoy this space and this podcast. Cause I just don't know that people have these conversations enough. Cause it's just, it's like, listen, I finished. Let me just bask in the finishing, mm-hmm. but there should be a life after. I feel like mm-hmm. they don't have it because I think the conversation is always so we had a program at my institution and I actually changed the name. I mean, in my, in my area and I changed the name cause I didn't like it. Um, but it was survive and succeed. And I understand the timing <laughs> of what it was, right? But we're telling people, you got to survive here. And that like, when I heard it, that's how I felt it versus saying, no, you already are achievers. You're already scholars when you come here, right? You wouldn't come to this institution. We wouldn't have admitted you if you weren't. Mm-hmm. Now we need to build you up from the space of here versus building you up for built t- taking you down and then building you up right yeah. we especially with black students that that's that's my jam right there leadership development and black students is my it's one of my jams listen i won't i wasn't created to survive i was created to thrive mm-hmm. through. okay so here's my last question and then we need to wrap up so a part of this profession okay so this is a fun question for y'all in terms of branding (laughs) did you all buy your regalia or did you rent that expensive almost threw something against the wall (laughs) and almost said something inappropriate to her like are you literally serious and then had the audacity to say oh our prices have changed within the ones on the website ma'am oh we must have missed that page oh yes i paid from well I did a GoFundMe and I actually bought, um, I raised probably like half of the money. Okay. Um, so it was and just to be transparent. I think mine was like 800 and some dollars. Um, I bought mine a year and a half before I even graduated because mm-hmm. it served wow. as my reminder that you bought this piece, the expensive piece of stuff, you going to wear it. That's and in order awesome. to wear it, guess what? You got to graduate. <laughs> and awesome. every time I wanted to quit, which was very often, I opened up my class and I looked at the expensive <laughs> jacket, <laughs> a robe and said, okay, I got to keep going. So I bought mine. It is mine. Yeah, And it has my initials in it too. So it is definitely yeah. mine. Mine is, mine is here. It's in that closet. Well, y'all can't see. Never mind. But it's in the closet. <laughs> My mom actually purchased it because I could not afford it. And I was like, well, you know, I can rent it. And she was like, you're going to need it for your job. Um, I don't want you to not have it. And it was shipping and all of that. It was over a thousand. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I will tell you what I am doing. I decided because the company, my state doesn't necessarily put like your shield. They, they don't have the specialized ones for, you know, some universities have their colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Our, our state is just getting into that. So they have some ready to ship ones that just have like the black, they have the same and they're like the night there. They are half the cost of the regular of the ones that, you know, same thing, but I guess custom made. And mm-hmm. I will get the hood that I need to get the correct hood. And she was like, oh, do you want a blue tam? I think a blue tam would be good. You can keep your $99 tam, man. <laughs> no, thank you. Because I will go right on over to Amazon and purchase one. You will not take me out on today. <laughs> Amazon. 
with the Amazon. Yeah. Listen, Amazon has everything and I, I've already searched it, but I just wanted to ask that. So this was a great conversation. I yeah. appreciate y'all like, because I, I think we need to have these conversations. I'm definitely going to advise um, the people in my circle to read. I mean, to listen to this podcast, read, to listen to this and feel, invite them. Ask us some questions. You can you can check us out. We are on social media. Um, mm-hmm. We're on Instagram. I want to say it's Black Black Woman Voices Podcast, mm-hmm. and that's on Instagram and Twitter. Isn't just Instagram and Facebook and Twitter is at Black Women Voices. Okay, so yeah. reach out to us and like talk to us about like how are you branding yourself? Like I'm interested and I'm curious. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm giving everybody homework. I want everybody to create a one pager. And that one pager needs to have your picture on it. It needs to have at least three areas of focus for you um, and titles. For example, on my one pager, you know, I have Disruptive Scholar because that's how I want to brand myself. I have that I I facilitate. So I have facilitator. I have coach because I coach. And then I have consulting because I do consulting. So those are the top three things that I do. And under each one, I speak to kind of some of the particular topics or target audience that I have. Um, I have my website on there, my email address, um, of course, the colors of my my business. But it is a quick thing to create. Um, Find a a template to use, utilize that and have it ready. Have it in a flyer form where you can email it, have it in a picture form where you can you know, text it to somebody because you never know the people that you connect with when they get in the circle of someone else and they talk about, you know, yeah, we're looking for a speaker that can really just bring in this whole idea of spirituality and just, you know, campus life, especially being Black women. I'm going to say, well, I know a great person and her name is Dr. Valerie Thompson. And I want to be able to share your one pager with them because your one page will have everything they need to know to say, yes, we want this person. And we already have that contact information on that one pager, right? So it is a walk. It's like it's like your ID, like your driver's license, but for your, your, your branding of yourself professionally, right? So create a one pager. Create okay. it now. Love it. Yes. Love it. Okay. Because I'm tired of people coming into my space and saying, do you know him? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, they do all this good stuff. Um, I don't want to be like that. I'm gonna be like, yes, and this is their one page and reach out to them so I can keep moving. <laughs> right? Because the, the conversation doesn't have to be that long. Yes, this is good. We, we it's done. Good. Assignment taken. We we got this. Good. <laughs> And then post it on your social media too, because you don't know who's watching it and then can say, oh, yeah, I remember seeing Dr. Anne Marie post it. Let me go back to her Instagram really quick and show you that one page that she had. You'd be surprised. That's very hard to like be that person. But yes. Okay, great. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's homework um, for everyone. Y'all Listening, everything. All right, y'all. Well, this the spiritual scholar. The spiritual scholar. Write it down. Don't y'all take it. <laughs> oh my God. As Shirley Caesar said, hold the mule. Guys. I love it. Love it. All right. That's y'all. bomb. Is that taken? It is now. 
Right. <laughs> it is now. That's the bomb, y'all. Y'all, this, this is, is I'm full. Yeah. I'm full. I always get full from our conversations, but we just hope that this encouraged you. Yes. And and it's and that is not never too early to start your brand. It's never like think just oh I'm still I'm my, in my first year of coursework. Think about it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm dissertating. I don't know how I'm gonna finish. Set your goal. Yeah. This is good. Because yeah. it would also motivate you to keep going too when you know yes. this is what I want to do. This is what I want it to look like. So yeah. Tap in as stated before. We are on Instagram, Black Women Voices Podcast, Twitter, and Facebook at Black Women Voices. Like, share, talk about us, listen to us, um, leave us some reviews and some comments so that we know um, what we're actually pouring, who we're pouring out to, and it's, if you're catching it <laughs> or if it's just falling by the wayside. We want to know all of that. Um, but stay locked in. This is season four. Four. Black Women Voices.